Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, July 1st, 2021. The 54.5% of the Italian population have received the first dose of the vaccine and 34.7% of the Italian population over 12 is fully vaccinated. The regions who fully vaccinated the highest percentage of the population are Lombardy, Lazio, Puglia, Molise and Liguria. Those who instead vaccinated the lowest percentage of the population are Sicily, Calabria, Basilicata, Trentino, Adige, and Tuscany. Last Monday, more or less, when you were watching the last episode of this podcast, Italy passed the milestone of 50 million COVID vaccinations administered. Coincidentally, the last Monday was also the last day, the last the, the day that exactly six months have passed since the start of vaccinations in Italy. Vaccination got off to a slow start back then. The goal of 500,000 doses in one day was first reached on April 29. The 600,000 daily doses, however, were reached on June 4. The government's goal to immunize 80% of the vaccinable population, i.e. those over 12, by September is achievable. The estimate is based on the rate of administration of doses compared to deliveries in the previous two weeks and expected arrivals. Today, the European Green Pass came into force. The certificate valid throughout the European Union to be able to move freely in safety. Unfortunately, there are already those who have built on it an illegal business with $150 payable in cryptocurrency and three to five days of waiting that give, they give you an abusive grid pass, a fake one, with the emblem of the European Union, your name and even the QR code. It is not known if it works, those who buy it are betting on the confusion of the regulations and the disorganization of those who will be called to control. But in the meantime, these fake green passes are already clandestinely clandestinely trading on the dark web and on the Telegram app. Still on the subject of Covid, good news also comes from Europe. The European Commission has announced that it has identified five promising treatments against Covid-19 therapies that could receive the green light by October in Europe. Four are monoclonal antibodies currently under review by the European Medicines Agency. Another is an immunosuppressant, which is already approved for non-COVID patients and could receive the OK for COVID as well. Finally, to conclude the space dedicated to COVID, let's talk about masks. As you know, from last Monday, it is no longer mandatory to keep them outdoors in Italy, but a survey says that 80% of Italians will not remove them during the summer. It probably affects, in addition to the habit, the presence of many unvaccinated people and news about the increased contagiousness of the Delta variant. Speaking of masks, one that recognizes the virus in 90 minutes has been presented. It is an excellence that comes from the encounter between Italy and the United States, once again, developed by MIT and Harvard University with the support of a company in Milan, Lombardy, that produces fiber optic fabrics. This device has sensors that can intercept and signal the, vi the virus. The sensors can be incorporated not only into masks, but also into other clothing, such as lab coats. The sensors are designed to be activated by the wearer of the protective device and the results appear inside, so the person's privacy is guaranteed. The prototype has now been patented and the hope of the researchers is that it will be further developed by private companies for commercialization. And as if everything that has happened so far was not enough, today the emergency for the coronavirus becomes even more complicated in Italy because of the European Soccer Championship match that will be played right here in Rome next Saturday. Because one of the two teams that will play will, with, uh, will be the national team of England. 
And in England at this time there are 30,000 new positive cases per day, 30,000 new positive cases per day due to the Delta variant, while today in Italy the number of new cases per day does not reach 1,000. Italy has a mandatory five-day quarantine for those coming from England, which was strategically decided by the Italian government when it realized the danger, to make it impossible for English fans who want to see the game to arrive. In fact, there are no tickets for this match for sale in England, but the tickets do not carry the name of the buyer, so if English fans arrive in Rome, then it is very possible that they will buy tickets illegally and enter the stadium. There are strict controls among those who fly between England and Italy, because low-cost planes have registered prices increase up to 300 euros for the direct flight to London-Rome, a sign that many were buying the flight anyway. But the fear is that the British could arrive via other European countries too, without being able to force them into quarantine. One way is to arrive in France, which accepts double vaccinated Brits without quarantine, rent a car and drive from, here, from there to Rome, or the English fans could stop over in Malta. By the way, the, dan the danger is increased by the fact that next Saturday in Rome, England will play against Ukraine. And even there, in Ukraine, the contagion is still very worrying. The mandatory quarantine for those arriving from Ukraine to Italy is even longer, 10 days. For all these reasons, the Italian government has decided to reinforce border controls in order to intercept any fans who decide to enter Italy by car, at airports, at train stations. If you think that these precautions are excessive, consider that 2,000 Scottish fans have returned home with the virus caught during the match that their national team played in London. They went to London to see the match, they came back with the virus. England does not seem to worry too much about this. The match in Rome on next Saturday will have a maximum capacity of 18,000 spectators just to respect the spacing. But England is not thinking so. Unless decisions as decided and advised by many as denied by the English government, which does not want to give up hosting these last matches, the semi-finals and the final that will be played in London from July 6 to July 11, probably in the peak of the English contagion, will have 60,000 fans per match, all very close to each other, all very sweaty, screaming, practically paradise for the spreading virus. Yesterday, the Italian government made one of the most difficult and delicate decisions it has had to make since it has been in office. You should know that since the beginning of the pandemic in Italy are prohibited layoffs for those who have a permanent contract. To prevent millions of Italians from losing their jobs, given the crisis of companies due to the pandemic and the closures, the government has invested a lot of money to help pay the salaries of Italians left at home. This layoff freeze expired yesterday, after being renewed several times. Almost everyone understands that it cannot go on like this forever, but the unions wanted to renew it again until the autumn. <clears throat> after a long and very difficult negotiation, the government found an agreement with workers and industry, an agreement that seemed impossible. The extensions of the freeze of layoffs for large companies will be valid from July 1 to October 31 only for companies in the textile, footwear and other fashion fields, the sector most affected by the pandemic. All other companies, however, will be able to fire their workers due to economic problems. But the government guarantees that for another 13 weeks it will pay wages to workers that companies in difficulty, those with the crisis procedure open at the Ministry of Economic Development, choose not to lay off. 
companies are not obliged to use the government's money for the 13 new weeks and so there is no automatic extension of the freeze but if they do then the freeze will go on for at least the full 13 weeks they will not be able to lay off during this period but the problem of work in Italy is more complex. If loss-making companies would like to lay off but couldn't until yesterday, since mid-May, as was partly the case in the, last, in the past during the same period, many tourism entrepreneurs have begun to complain about the lack of so-called seasonal workers, hired during the summer months. Bartenders, waiters, cooks, cleaners, lifeguards are not to be found. This situation is the result of a different and complex causes, some structural and others related to the pandemic. There are the historical problems of the Italian labor market, first and foremost the precariousness and the black economic economy, competition from other sectors that offer more stable jobs and higher salaries, above all, but also some conditions due to changes in habits in the last year and a half, the sudden recovery that followed the closures to limited contagions, as well as the particular effects related to the economic support measures decided in Italy in the last year and a half. The consequences of the epidemic, however, have intervened in the Italian labor market in many ways. For example, by discouraging some people from choosing jobs that involve constant contact with the public due to health concerns, but also by modifying people's lives, for example, in terms of where they live. Some of the seasonal workers are, for example, out-of-town university students, who in many cases over the past year have not lived in the cities of the universities, where they paid rent by working, for example, in bars or restaurants. Let me finish this video with a bit of good news coming from Cagliari, the capital of one of Italy's most beautiful regions, Sardinia. A library has been inaugurated at Cagliari Airport with a collection of about a thousand volumes of history, fiction and traditions. It is the first library in an Italian airport and the third in Europe. In the whole of the departure area, it is possible to leave through the books, borrow them for a month or accept an exchange, leaving the one you have finished reading and choosing an unknown one at the book sharing. All books are sanitized. It's good news because it tells of the recovery of travel and tourism in Italy and the desire to start exchanging something with others again and to read a good book, which is never, never a bad idea. It's all for now, it's all for today. Thanks for listening and watching. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. I'll see you next Monday. Ciao from Rome.